0: Welcome to the Cash Confident Podcast. I'm Brie Sedano, your fearless host, personal finance expert, and the visionary behind the revolutionary Cash Confident community. Get ready to embark on an electrifying journey where we redefine the rules of money and empower women to harness the immense power to craft the life they truly, truly desire. This is podcast is the ultimate resource meticulously crafted for women who are ready to unleash their financial prowess and embrace a life of abundant success. We leave no stone unturned as we delve into the depths of money management, mindset mastery, and the undeniable influence of emotions on your financial decisions. Prepare to rise above the societal limitations and break free from the chains that have held you back as we equip you with the tools and knowledge to make bold, confident choices with your cash. We believe that true financial power begins with knowledge, and that is exactly what we deliver. So, buckle up, my fierce and ambitious friends, as we embark on this transformative journey to becoming cash confident together. Holidays can be a place where money and shopping and busy, broke and exhausted all really get tangled up. So today what we're going to be working on is some of the things that you can do to avoid like a holiday financial hangover, right? Like avoid the headache of spending too much money and then having to pay for it all the way into the summer. Right? So holidays um can uh, sometimes are a time where I don't know, we feel obligated to do certain things, maybe not even our most generous self. So let's just start there. When I'm working with clients, one of the things that I like to work on with them is the difference between true generosity and a feeling of obligation, right? Because a lot of times when people give and they're they're not just giving to the people that they want to give for, but they're giving to to really long lists of people, it doesn't really feel generous. It can feel like obligation. Now, listen, if it feels generous for you, carry on. I've, you know, nobody wins if the money coach takes away your your generous heart. That's not what, that's not the objective. That's not what I want to do here. But I do want you to notice the difference in your body and the difference between when you're giving because it feels so good to give and when you're giving and it feels generous and like it comes from your overflow and it's something that you're doing just to make the other person happy. And if, and it's not an exchange, it's just like a pure gift. And then I want you to feel into that obligation. It feels like they got you something last year and you have to get them something. Um, or, you know, you have to participate in the secret Santa at work, even though you really don't want to, and it feels like a waste of money and time for you, but You're going to do it anyways, because you don't want to be the person. Um, I just want you to start to notice the difference between the truth of generosity and the truth of obligation and what that feels like. And even you can even also play with feeling into reciprocity and what that feels like. It's like, oh, I'm going to really think about you and, and nail a gift and you're going to really think about me and nail a gift and what that reciprocity feels like when it's really done well. And what that reciprocity feels like when it's not done well, and I just want you to start to notice these these feelings in your body, um, because when we come from really really true generosity, there's much more satisfaction and there's much more contentment in our giving than when we're coming from obligation. When you give from a place of obligation, there's really no win. Like you're not gonna, it doesn't feel good to do that. It doesn't feel good to give out of obligation. And reciprocity can feel good, but it can also feel bad, especially if. You really nail it and they don't really nail it. <laughs> or if they really nail it and you don't really nail it. Really when somebody nails a gift and you're like, yes, this was so good, and you hand them something like you know, like a gift card, which is nice, but it's like not the same level of joy. So reciprocity is a, a place that, that can feel good or not feel good. So that's just a thing to start to notice. Um because it's generally giving from obligation or from uneven reciprocity that, that can, can really be the root of the holiday financial hangover and headaches. Right. So I just want you to start to notice that. All right. So on a very practical level, here's what I would suggest doing. So, you know, grab your, your pen and your paper and start to make the list of the people that you want to buy for Right, the list of the people or, or even all the gifts. So let's just say you are going to participate in a secret Santa or two, um, you know, the, any gifts that you, that you need to get for that. But for most of the time, you're going to be buying for a person. So start to make the list of of the, the person that you're going to buy for. Now, next to their name, I want you to write a budget, a dollar amount that you are able to spend in such a way that feels really good for you. Okay, so, you know, their name, their budget. Then I want you to think of what you want to get them. What is the thing that when you think of them, you're like, oh, they they would really want to have this. They would, they mention this to me. This would feel really good to give them. Like, what's the thing that you want to give them? And then write the store that you would expect to be able to get that thing at. All right. Now, the reason that you want to think about the thing that you want to give them is because one, it keeps your focus on them. A lot of times when people are, are shopping, they end up buying a ton of stuff because they're just at the store and something reminds them of the person. And that's not a terrible way to do it. But if you could really nail it with a gift, then a lot of times you're going to get that really good, that really good feeling of exchange. And that may or may not be expensive, right? I'll tell you, um, the, the operation, my operations director at, cash confident is one of the best gift givers ever and sometimes the gifts are not expensive but she nails it she nails it one time she got me custom-made socks that are covered in money and um the face of a cello a cellist that I really really love and at the time I was sending her cello videos on a very regular basis like listen to this cello song and so like I don't think they were especially expensive but they brought me so much joy. They like made me feel so happy. I don't even wear the socks. They're in my sock drawer and I smile at them literally every single day. Right. And so there's, and that's a gift that I remember. And I'm sure that I got much more expensive gifts that year, but that was the one that I remembered because she really, really nailed it. Right. She just, it was silly and funny and I, it just made me so happy. Right. Um, and so that's, that's what I'm talking about. It's like when you really, really nail a gift. And you see the other person and you you feel them and you you think about what's gonna make them happy and you really just nail it. That's the thing, like that's the thing, and that that may be expensive and it may not be expensive, right? And like I'm sure we've all gotten expensive gifts that did not nail it, and we were like, mm, what am I gonna do with this watch? I don't know. This is not this watch, it's not for me. Right. Or this This beautiful sweater is not my size. Didn't nail it. Right. So, so think about that while you're, while you're giving your, you know, while you're thinking about the person that you want to buy, it's like, what would be the thing that would nail it? Because oftentimes where we get, we write down the budget and then we're trying to get as much stuff in the budget as we possibly can to like make a big show. But a lot of times you could just nail it, nailed it. You know what I mean? So make the, make the list of the people, write the, the top of the budget, right? And then think of what would it, what do they really want? What would really nail it for this person? What would it be the gift that made them feel seen and important, you know, and something that they would use or enjoy or whatever else? Um, and then write the store and then, then go over your list. And total up the budget and make sure that that budget makes sense for you. Make sure that when you really, really look at all of the things, uh, make sure that that makes sense. Now, additionally, when you're making your holiday budget, I want you to also put in there, like if you're going to a lot of parties and you have to bring a lot of special dishes, or you have to bring a lot of bottles of wine, or you have to bring, you know, things. St- total that stuff up because that stuff really adds up. Especially if you know, especially if you're like doing a lot of networking, you know, for your job for whatever reason. Like when I was um. When I, sold, when I did, was a stockbroker, I used to get invited to a ton of holiday parties. I used to go to a ton of holiday parties and I would always bring something. You know, I would always bring wine or I would bring a dish that I made. But when you start going to a couple parties a week, that, that stuff, you know, it can really, really add up, especially when you're doing your shopping, especially when you're doing those things. And those are the things that are easy to not notice because you, you didn't think about it, right? And if you have to, if you're going to a lot of places, you know, you could even think about ordering a case of wine at a discount. So that way it's just one trip to the store, you know, and then you have wine for your whole season to bring to a party if that's what you bring. You know, or if you're if you're somebody who brings a lot of specialty dishes, just just really being aware. So that way you can at least eliminate trips to the store, Um, you know, so that way you could just be on top of it for yourself. Um, all right. So then we want to think about the stores that we're going to go to. And when we go to the stores, we want to have the specific list of the things that we're, what, what we're doing. Because a lot of times with the holidays, it's not just the money that we're spending, but it's the, it's the time, it's the energy, it's the exhaustion, it's the running in and out. It's just that entire season of running in and out of places. So if we can at least, um, be efficient with our holiday procurements, that is a thing that will really help this season to be more restful and less busy, broken, exhausted. All right. Now, if you want to have any conversations with people, I would really, really suggest having an awkward conversation if, if need be. So let me give you an example. So let's just say you and your adult siblings always get gifts for the kids. And that's a place where it feels like a lot of generosity and it feels like a lot of joy to give presents to your little nieces and nephews. But let's say you got you and your adult siblings all just give each other a gift card for the same amount of money. And it's nice, but it's not a thing that you actually want to do anymore. Have that awkward conversation because chances are, if you're like, oh, this feels like obligation, this feels like reciprocity, but it's like not even really juicy. Chances are they're feeling the same way and they're also feeling obligated. And like, you could just do less and it could be great wait i've had many clients come back and be like oh i decided that i wasn't participating um in in certain aspects of the holidays and it was just such a relief it's just such a relief to just be like hey we do, we don't do this <laughs> like we're not doing this this year um and sometimes it opens itself up to like going out to dinner together and you know come january when the money's a little bit more free um or spending time or having a home cooked meal or other stuff that's like you don't have to necessarily feel that crunch in December. You could essentially move it over and have a little enjoyment. I'll tell you one year, uh one of my sister in laws she cooked dinner. She invited us all over for dinner. And that was that was my Christmas or that was our Christmas gift. And I loved it because I didn't have to cook dinner. It was so good to get to spend a, a day with them. Um obviously, I mean there was an expense, like obviously there was food to be eaten. Um but it wasn't on Christmas Day. It wasn't all due at the exact same time. And so anyways, having that that awkward conversation or getting creative with the gifts where you can spend time together instead, if that feels good for you, um, you know, that's, that's a great way to avoid the holiday hangover. Because the, again, the holiday hangover often comes from really doing things from a place of obligation or even reciprocity, but not, not the super great reciprocity that like, meh, reciprocity. So if you are really looking at your list and your list is too long and you're like, mm, I really don't want to do some of these things, I would just have that awkward conversation with people and just agree to not exchange gifts if that feels good for you. Um, and oftentimes, I've talked to people and it does feel good for them. I feel like a little bit of a Grinch saying this out loud, like a little bit of a bah bugger, but I think it's really important to do, especially like especially if these gifts were going to end up on your credit card, you know, especially if what you, the gift cards that you were going to get in return, like, are like you didn't really want or need them, you know? All right. One other little tip I will say, especially if you have a lot of kids to give for is don't get nuts about being exactly fair. That's a place where sometimes somebody will go over their budget, $10 for one kid. And then all of a sudden now they're going back and they're buying extra stocking stuffers for the rest of the kids. And then they Instead of their budget being a little bit busted um, because it took that extra $10 to nail it for the first kid. Now they're buying extra candies and tchotchkes for the rest of the kids. And, you know, what was a little overage now becomes a lot of overage just to make it fair. You know, in America, we generally don't leave the price tags on our gifts. So unless there's a very big discrepancy, I wouldn't don't get nuts about going going in to make it leap make it perfectly fair. And then the last thing I will say about avoiding the holiday hangover is to really be a good receiver of the gifts that you get. Um, because when we really, really receive, there's such an energetic nourishment in that, and it feels really good to receive. And also it feels really good to the giver. So, you know, when you receive gifts, take a second to, to really just relish in the fact that somebody thought about you and put you on their budget and went to the store to get something for you and picked out something that they that hopefully they did nail it for you. Right. Hopefully you got a gift that made you feel seen and loved and appreciated and all the things. And sometimes we will get gifts that maybe we could be appreciative that we we made it to the list and we could be appreciative to that they went to the store and then the actual item is maybe something that we will Regift or you know give away or or you know something else, and that's that's okay, but just really become really focus on how will you receive because when we give and we give and we give, but we don't really let ourselves receive, we get really out of balance, and that those are the places where resentments build and reciprocity starts to feel not so good, and that obligation creeps in, and so really let yourself receive the love and attention and item you know that that came your way and really make sure that if you get gift cards you go and you use them and you buy yourself something that you really wanted and and take a second to really you know do the receiving um and and let people know how good it feels because I just want you to think for a second if you've ever given a gift to a little kid and they're so excited they're so excited to get the thing and they love it so much and they're ex- They're jumping up and down and like, it feels so good to be the person who gave that gift. Right. And so make sure that when, you know, and if you've given a gift to somebody who says something like, ah, you sure don't have, or, oh, for me, oh, you know, or you get a really flat, thank you. You know, that's okay. It's not the worst, but it's, it's like, you know, that when you're the giver, The person who receives it really gets to make your experience, and so oftentimes, in an attempt to, you know, not be too excited or whatever else, we really turn off our receiving. But when you're a really good receiver of gifts, it makes it so much more fun to nail it for you. Um, So make sure that you think about that for everybody who's gone to the trouble of giving you a gift. Make sure that you know you receive that in a way. That makes it fun for you and fun for them, um, because there's a lot of nourishment in that. If you you'll get, it it restores the balance, especially when you've gone and you've spent all of your money and you've spent all of your time and energy, you know, at fifteen stores looking for the best sales and and whatever else. Um. Oh, the last little tip I would say is when you go to all the stores and you have your lists, make sure you keep your list with you and check it off as you go. Because especially if you have a lot of people to get for or you're picking up a lot of things, it can get really, really easy to forget what you've gotten and what you haven't gotten and what's wrapped and what isn't wrapped and whatever else. And so if you keep a little. And so if you keep your your listing and, and everything, then you're not going to accidentally overbuy for somebody while underbuying for somebody else, because that's a, that's another thing that can. Can cause some things, and lastly, I will will just say make sure that when you're doing your budget, do your best to keep this this paid for in cash, and don't put you know do your best to not get the stuff on credit. And if you don't have enough for the things that you you want to get, I mean, obviously you can use credit if that's really important to you, but you could also just really look and see, well, what did I spend this year, and how much did I really want to spend this year, and then start in January saving for the things Um so that way next year you could do it the way that you want it. But if you do it on credit then then you'll be paying on your credit for the year and it will be harder to save to be able to like get ahead of it um so that's another thing and all right and I think those are those are some ideas to avoid the holiday busy broken exhausted hangover I hope this was helpful for you I love you and appreciate you and I wish you the smoothest best holiday season that's ever been It was my pleasure and joy to talk with you today. Thank you for listening. If you found value in our conversation, I kindly ask you to share the show with a friend who deserves to unleash her financial power. Your feedback is so, so valuable to me. So please take a moment to leave a review. Together, we can amplify the message and bring more money into the hands of good women. For ongoing guidance and unwavering support on your financial journey, I invite you to join the Cash Confident community. Visit www.cashconfident.com join to become part of our powerful community of women where we uplift and inspire one another to reach new heights of financial success. Remember, you possess the power to shape your financial destiny, and with the Cash Confident podcast and the support of our remarkable community, you are unstoppable. Embrace your financial power, create the life you desire, and let's ignite a movement of cash-confident women who are transforming the world, one dollar, one decision at a time.